1-800-141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as the winter break comes to an end with Scottish Cup weekend. Dumbarton against Rangers will have to overcome a pitch inspection tomorrow though as Philippe Clement discusses recruitment difficulties. Brendan Rodgers says Nicholas Kuhn won't make his debut against Bucky Thistle and he's relaxed about the reported interest in Matt O'Reilly. And who says it's been a quiet transfer window, the biggest deal to be had anywhere on the globe. Andy Halliday signs for Motherwell. And two men to handle the big stories. Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevens are here. Well, Andy comes from Govan. His hair comes from Turkey. And now he's a steel man at Motherwell. It's the place but to be. If Brendan Rodgers is relaxed about Matt O'Reilly, that won't be the view of the Celtic fans because they would be distraught if Matt O'Reilly left the club in January when the league is still in the balance. But we've got games back this weekend... A three-part drama starting tonight, Clyde Aberdeen. If Aberdeen were to do a Darvel, Barry Robson wouldn't be long for that job. And Philippe Clement at um, Dumbarton tomorrow, weather permitting, pitch permitting. He'll need to be careful there because that uh, kind of acts as a leveller if the pitch is very, very bad. And then on Sunday, minus Nicholas Kuhn, Celtic take on Bucky Thistle. A little bit of the romance of the cup about that one. Yeah, I mean, also it's great to have all the big teams back involved again, uh, Gordon. But I, I do think that the, you know one of the biggest uh, stories will be the the situation regarding Matt O'Reilly. I'm amazed that none of the main Premier League clubs have come in with bids. Not that you want to lose a top player um, from Scottish football, and the Celtic fans certainly don't want to lose him. Just the fact is, he's that good a player in comparison with some of the players we see getting touted about and some of the money we see. Um, but uh, at this moment in time, Brendan Rodgers seems to be relaxed about it. We'll see that come the 31st of January. Come on then, 01419511025. We have enjoyed the lower league weekends, but I know for lots of you, it has been a quiet and long couple of weeks. The top flight teams are back for the Scottish Cup weekend, which we always love. So get in touch, 01419511025. As Hugh Keevan says, there are big games all across the country starting tonight, stretching right throughout the weekend. Somewhere... You've got potential shocks in the cards, some that you think, in theory, should be pretty straightforward. And all of this against the backdrop of a transfer window that's not got too long left. So get all your thoughts over to us, please, on 01419511025. If you're looking for some of today's headlines to jog you and give you something to get your teeth into, no Nicholas Kuhn on Sunday. Brendan Rodgers revealing it's too early for his debut. And he says he's unaware... Of any interest in Matt O'Reilly And therefore is feeling quite relaxed about it Because the player is happy where he is So, to ask you Celtic fans Are you as relaxed? Or do you think this could be the window Where Celtic's resolve is tested? Girona, top of La Liga Said to be interested along with English Premier League clubs How do you feel? How important is it you keep them? Uh, and do you think that will be the case during this window? Rangers fans, it's going to be a pitch inspection tomorrow um, so I'm not really sure I wouldn't like to try and predict these things But clearly there's a bit of doubt there around The game itself But some interesting stuff From Philippe Clement today Talking about a crazy situation That Rangers have five players out of contract uh, This summer he talks about Rangers Not being the richest club in the world And therefore having to be clever With how they do their business What are you thinking 
then about recruitment during this window. Uh, Lawrence Shankland, will we ever get through a show without <laughs> someone calling about him? Stephen no. Naismith. Stephen Naismith has spoken about him today. If the Hearts manager speaks about Lawrence Shankland, you're going to mention it. So 01419511025 on the lines. Please get your thoughts in. And all you delighted Motherwell fans and heartbroken Hearts fans, if you want to react to the game, the, the news that Andy Halliday is signed for Motherwell, please do. 01419511025. It is all happening. You've got Sky Sports Cup action in the women's game tonight as well. Celtic against Rangers, the second semi on Sunday. I feel like we're getting back, Hugh. We're back. Like we said, we, li- yeah. we liked those Shiver Saturdays. Get a percentage of that deal that Andy Howard did. I'd like to think so. I just feel like so? between yeah. me and Gordon DL, there's just yeah. something there. I can't put my finger on what, but I feel like we played some sort of part. Yeah. Well, you're right though. Games... Games mean stories. It means topics of conversation. If I hear Lauren Shankland and the reasons why he could or could not go to Rangers anymore, I'll scream. And I'm too <laughs> old to scream. So, you know, give us football. Tonight, 7.45, Clyde, bottom of League Two. The, the worst club in the SPFL. But can they beat Aberdeen? And if it's another Darville, what price... Barry Robson still being in the job by the morning. And then you get the, the romance of the cup on Sunday. Whether or you know, Nicholas Kuhn won't play, but it's such a romantic story. And what kind of team will Celtic put out? You know, they are, I think they're obliged to put out the strongest side they can under the circumstances and make sure that they retain the trophy that they hold. And there's another one for you actually that I forgot about. I think you Rangers fans will be interested in this. Alex Lowry's loan deal at Hearts has been terminated. That's been cut short. So it's not entirely good when that happens. I don't know if Rangers will, will, will presumably look to loan him out elsewhere. What do you make of that situation? Because I know that's one that you'll have been keeping a close eye on. 01419511025. It is up to you. Game specific this weekend. Bring it on. How relaxed or otherwise do you feel about speculation surrounding Matt O'Reilly, Celtic fans? If you could give us a call right now on that, that would be ideal. Rangers fans, are you holding out much hope of that game being on tomorrow? Get your thoughts over there. Philippe Clement talking about some recruitment difficulties in the last few seasons. Are you disappointed at the way that department has operated over the last couple of campaigns? Thoughts into us, please. Andy Halliday to Motherwell. It is all there. 01419511025. 1025, a man with your Dumbarton connections. You give us any exclusive information. Yeah, no. You're not out tending the pitch tonight, are you? Yeah, no, but uh, you know, the pitch, listen, the pitch is, is actually a, a decent pitch, but there's two teams playing on it. You know, um, Broomhill play it as well um, from the Lowen League, and therefore, you know, it's obviously um, been, been taking uh, a, a little bit more work on it. There's no doubt Dumbarton's going to want a game on, of course they do. I know it won't really affect the crowd if it's midweek or not, but I think just in terms of the profile, um, it's great for the club um, to have this game at, uh, in Saturday evening. So I've got absolutely no doubt they'll be doing everything in their power to try and make sure they give it as good a chance as possible. But you've got to respect that there's fans travel from all over, um, you know, just not just um, you know the west of Scotland, but all over to, to support Rangers, and they'll they'll need as much notification just, as I, possible. I don't, the thing is, I don't think there will be. It's tomorrow, isn't it, Hugh? It's yeah, one o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Just another thought on what Philippe Clement has had to say today, and he's had plenty to say, and he's been very forthright. If he's saying we are not the richest club in the world, um, how do you buy Lon Shankland then? 
If it's on his mind. Excuse me, you just brought my own song. Did you see what you're screaming if I get mentioned? Oh, that was two minutes ago. <laughs> well, it's very simple. Without bursting the bubble, you don't need to be the richest club in the world to sign Lauren Shankland. There's, there's a bit in between. Yeah, but you need a few quid. I don't think PSG are lining up a swoop. No, but we're talking, we're talking millions here. And, uh, you know, does he have that at his disposal? Who knows? 01419511025. Get your thoughts into us right now. Celtic fans, let's start by hearing from Brendan Rogers. There will be no Nicholas Kuhn this weekend. How much does that disappoint you? Are you as impatient as Hugh Keevans? Or are you happy to wait a whole week to see if he gets a game against Ross County next week? And are you relaxed or not about Matt O'Reilly? There's a simple question. We're getting all into your emotional state of well-being here. Are you relaxed or not about speculation surrounding Matt O'Reilly? How important is it he stays? How confident are you Celtic can fend off any interest? Give us a call right now uh, so that you can join in this discussion. Brendan Rogers uh, says he has no thoughts of selling Matt O'Reilly. You'll be pleased to hear. Uh, and he says the midfielder is happy at the club. But what do you think? None. I'm not aware of any. But it, it's natural. I think if you get good players, then, then of course they will attract attention. But it's... Um, I'm not focused on that at all. Of course, the, the, the club's in a, in a really strong position. We've no need to. We don't need to sell, and we have no thoughts of selling. So, um, but naturally, I think it's the time of the, the season where there's lots of speculation and gossip around around players. I see the likes of Matt. He's really, really happy here. He's, he's signed a new deal. He's he's really progressed. He's into double figures now in his goals. His assist is there. So, for him as a young player, who I know is a as a brilliant professional, all he wants to do is improve and you can see the improvement here. Just take it day by day and, and assess it from there. There you are, Brendan Rogers is relaxed about it. How do you feel about Matt O'Reilly? 01419511025. Um, Hugh, you, you never really know, managers are... Mm. I, I'm not for a second saying you don't take Brendan Rodgers at face value what I mean is it's just very easy for him to say well I've, I've not heard of any interest yeah. because there's so many layers you know agents are out there media are scrambling around so the reports that came out last night Girona yeah. English Premier League clubs there can be there can be interest there without Brendan Rodgers having had it land on his desk yet to go back to what he said uh, he said that Matt O'Reilly was really happy at Celtic and I have absolutely no doubt that's the case but Jota was really happy at Celtic and then Celtic got an offer that they simply could not turn down. And Jota left. Uh, so it would depend on the size of the offer. Would it turn the head, never mind Matt O'Reilly, would it turn the head of the chairman, Peter Lawwell? Would it turn the heads of the board members? Uh, but I think the equation is simple. If Celtic sell Matt O'Reilly in this window, they greatly reduce their chances of retaining the league title and the fans would not be happy with that. Brendan Rodgers saying they don't need to sell him, you would take Hugh's point, you know, obviously at some stage, no matter who you are, if, if silly money came along, do you think he'll be a Celtic player ultimately at the end of, of this window? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, Gordon, but the, the thing is, Celtic do sign players, you know, with with a resale in, in mind, there's no doubt, but that's why they sign so many young players. Um, you know, we've had discuss, discussion many times um, from fans phoning up saying they don't want projects, but Matt O'Reilly was part of that process and therefore as part of that, you then have to say, right, well, if he gets to a certain level and a top bid comes in, then they have to consider it. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's, as you say, there's varying degrees of interest and it's how significant an interest is, but Celtic won't um, have anything to do with it until there's a concrete offer on the table. 
Um, nevertheless, they, they, they do have to be looking around because as Brendan Rodgers did say in, in his interview there, good players will attract interest. I'm sure he's not the only one. So they're, they're always having to look to make sure they've got the, the next player mm-hmm. in line. But it does help if you've got a healthy bank balance and Celtic do have a healthy bank balance. Is it just a constant balancing act because you really need these players to be performing at the type of level that does bring interest so you can't you know it's that and that's just going to keep you go going, back to that's the, the, that's the yeah, point you go it. back to the model Celtic mm-hmm. always refer to mm-hmm. the model mm-hmm, yeah. the model is to get Matt O'Reilly in for 1.5 million pounds from the MK Dons and at some point mm-hmm. sell him for a multiple of that figure is it and the timing, that stage now is it well, I was going to say though is he though is it, is it just is it the fact that it's this January window you couldn't do it now is that your, your for view me, on it for me the Celtic supporters mm. would be in revolt if Matt O'Reilly was sold in this window if he goes in the summer it's a bit like losing Ange Postacoglu the time had come he had been magnificent for Celtic and in the summer time Spurs took him away uh, if that happened to Matt O'Reilly at the end of the season, the Celtic fans would understand. Well, severe criticism for Brendan Rodgers when he yeah. left mid-season. Yeah. Listen, it's not the ideal situation, uh, Gordon, to go. But sometimes, um, you know, if the, if the offer comes in, then you you know you, you have to make uh, a business decision. But from a football decision, absolutely, I think Matt O'Reilly does love playing for Celtic. He's absolutely enjoying his football. He's playing at the top of his game. He's an outstanding player, and. For for the player himself, I'm sure if he decides to wait to end the season, he will have a number of clubs in the summer um, still wanting them. So I don't think he has to rush anywhere because he's that good a player that um, you know have plenty of opportunities will come his way in the summer. Right, what do you think? Brendan Rodgers is relaxed. Are you as relaxed? It's that simple. What do you think about Matt O'Reilly's short, medium and long-term future Celtic fans? Call us right now if you can, please. Uh, if you were hoping to go along on Sunday and one of the main reasons was to see Nicholas Kuhn's debut you will be disappointed but the Celtic manager says he had real pace to their front line he can't play this weekend he had some dental surgery and lost a lot of weight during it these things can happen I assume um, having never had the misfortune of going through it but lost a bit of weight lost a bit of strength says Brendan hey, Rodgers <laughs> so he's, he's just building back up but he's happy to have the signing done it was really just about getting players that could come in and, and help us become a better squad of players over my time here. And uh, if it was just about numbers, we could have had people in on the January the 1st, but it's not. It's about getting quality in, and, and that can take time. So, uh, But to get Nicholas in, he's uh, he's had that big club experience before. He's a young, very young, gifted, talented player. As a young player, as I said, experienced those moments at, at clubs and now he's at a, an age where he's done very well with Rapa Vienna and now can make that next step. So he fits the profile in terms of how we work. He's super quick, he's direct, he's dynamic and we feel that we can continually improve his game so absolutely delighted to, to have him here perfect time to call 01419511025 we'll get you on next you are the voice of Scottish football call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy are in the studio We're looking ahead to this weekend's games we're talking transfer window and anything else that's out there please do give us a call right now on 01419511025 one oh two 
five. Now, the romance of the cup, that's what they always mm. say, isn't it? What does it really mean? Well, I think Bucky Thistle going to Celtic Park certainly falls into that category. And I'm delighted to say one of Bucky Thistle's players, Daryl McCardy, joins us on the line. They're about to train in about half an hour's time. How's it going, Daryl? I not bad yourself. Not bad. Yeah, no. I'll just jump. Out, I'll just jump out in the minibus. Oh, you in the minibus full of players here? Yeah, yeah I was just jumping out in the minibus there. Well, that could have <laughs> got that could have gone wrong, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> not bad. How are you? More importantly, what, what what does it feel like to be you know surrounded by your teammates just a couple of days away from a game of this size? Oh, it's amazing. We're all uh, we've not been able to train this week because obviously the weather has been snowing all week. So we had volunteers cleaning our turf today for us to get some shaping on the pitch because uh, we've not had all, as I said we've not had training all week and we need to prepare properly to, so we don't get an absolute doing on Sunday <laughs> straight away as if the task wasn't hard enough you tell me that it's been difficult to train we saw the the reaction Darrell when the, the draw was made you know completely understandable and Brendan Rogers even spoke about it today uh, just you know how exciting is the the prospect it's absolutely crazy like I said all the boys are over the moon it's, you can only dream of playing like this kind of games especially at Parkhead it's what most people are this level dream of playing at Parkhead or Ibrox or your Tawdry's and Tynecastle and, and that but yeah everyone's just over the moon especially the Celtic fans in their team there's a few diehard Celtic fans so I think a few of them shed tears when they had a few drinks in them about it <laughs> So they'll, uh, they'll be even more buzzing on the Sunday. I mean, but then, like a lot of teams, I'm sure there's a split. I'm sure there's some Rangers fans in there that are excited in their own way. Aye, uh, there's a diehard Rangers fan. Our top goal scorer, actually, Jack Murray, he's, he's a diehard Rangers fan. So <laughs> he's going to be uh, buzzing to get a couple of goals at Parkhead, he says. What's the, um, I mean, I know you've played in a few different positions. Who are you likely to be up against if you're given the nod? Have you given it that level of thought and, and what it takes yeah, to stop these guys? Like Looks like I'm going to be up against Kyogo, so oh, it's uh, going to be a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> how, how does that feel? Everybody talks about even at the top level, you know, how his movement and stuff like that. Aye, uh, you... that's what I, I've been having nightmares all week about it, so what you want to do is play against the best people in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm as everyone's saying it's Matt Riley and uh, Matt Riley and um, Kyogo are the best players in Scotland, I'd say, at the moment. So playing against them is just going to be outstanding obviously it's going to be tough but it's something you can tell the kids not when you're older and your grandkids so. what does it mean to the local community I know I feel like you've been reading a lot about good numbers coming down and stuff like that hopefully the weather um, you know helps it be a fairly easy afternoon or weekend out what does it mean to the local area yeah it's, it's, uh, I've never seen anything like it if we're in today around the town and there's just every shop window and that's got flags up and support and all uh, the community bucky is it's mental. So there's like ten thousand people I think in the city and maybe uh, three thousand people coming down. It's it's just gonna be a ghost town on Sunday, I think everyone will be down at Parkhead. So yeah, that'll rally rally down the club. It's not just you against Kyogo, you know that you've got ten pals that'll have to help you out. But uh, yeah. as a as a team What's your best case scenario at Celtic Park and what's your worst case scenario? Oh, don't answer the second bit. <laughs> the, best, the best scenario is we're going pumping 5-0. <laughs> <laughs> Very unlikely. And uh, the worst scenario is probably them pump us 20-0. I can't believe you asked the, the worst case scenario, Hugh. Darryl Listen, says he's been having sleepless nights. These are hardy boys in Bucky. <laughs> Darryl's kidding on here. These are hardy boys. They're coming down. They'll but, give it their best shot. The, th- the thing is, when, when the, I mean, Darryl's obviously, the, the boys are excited leading up to the game but once the game starts 
you know, you take a deep breath, you kind of look around, right, yeah. okay, and then you put that to bed, and then you have to focus on, as as Dara was saying there, doing the very best you can against the very best players. And that's the challenge for Bucky. You know, you need a structure, you need organisation, you need all those things. But individually, all these players will look at their, their, their immediate opponent and yeah. think, right, I want to have a go against this guy. As Dara was saying, if he's playing against Kyogo, I want to have a go against Kyogo. And that these are the, the the type of challenges that I think yeah. is is going to be important for them that they don't just get caught up in the you know the, everything mm-hmm. that surrounds it. That once the game starts, they focus on one to one challenges and then see if they if, if they yeah. can, if they can compete in some of them. How important is that yeah, mental exactly. side of it, Daryl? Because look, we appreciate you coming on and having a bit of fun, but I, I know when it comes kick off, you you won't feel like that, and it will be game face yeah. on sort of thing. How important yeah, exactly. is it that you you kind of not necessarily believe you can win the game, but but I not overawed by it. I think everyone will just, as soon as we're in that tunnel, we're ready to go out for the thingy. Everyone's head will be switched on, and you don't want to go there and get embarrassed. You know what I mean? It's live on via play. It's going to be shown all around the world, and that. so everyone's going to be on their top thingy. You never know. Look at Darville last year. So obviously, I'm not saying that there's a total different kind of aspect. They're champions of Scotland and that, but you want to go and show a bit of pride mm-hmm. and and uh, show players and show other people around the world that that you're good enough to play at a higher level. And there's players in our team. Young players now that could play at a much higher level. I'm 28 now, and I've I played well in City for 10 years. And um, there's players in the team now that could go on and play much higher. I think they could play Championship, even uh, Premiership, and all. There's a lot of good, so they'll be wanting to do it. So we're gonna we're gonna give it a right go and see what we can do. Dad, I remember working at Celtic Park one night when a team called Inverness Cali Thistle came down. <laughs> and it gave birth to one of the great newspaper headlines of all time. I'm sure you remember it. I can't remember that. What was it? <laughs> Daryl's a young man. You're forgetting yeah. that. Hugh Super Cali, Cali go ballistic. Celtic oh, are yeah. atrocious. Oh yeah, yeah. Hugh Evans is just looking forward yeah. to trying to write the word Bucky into <laughs> a headline. That means something entirely different down here, of course. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Daryl, uh, Stephen Welsh. We're going to hear from him. His cousin's a teammate of yours, isn't he? Is he giving you any inside track? I uh, Josh. Josh was down on uh, Monday. We had an interview with Celtic TV, and that was kind of that. So. He just says that they're looking they're going to be starting a strong team in that because obviously they've had injuries not giving them that much fitness so it's looking like we'll be playing their, their strongest team so it's going to be a, it's going to be some task. Is it, is it the good thing about it though and again I don't to sound patronising about it because when you guys go out you, you'll just want to try and do a job but even before a ball's kicked there's a win there I mean obviously financially we hope there's a big crowd split the gate in the cup and so on it just must be exciting to know the impact that this can have on the, yeah, on the, exactly. on the club we're, well we're wanting to go and win the Pine League just now so we're sitting in a good position to win all our games in hand we go three points clear at the top so it gives us like Chance to like strengthen in January and get more players in and track more players. So, and it, for the next couple of years, it'll sort the club finance out for going on and pushing up the mm-hmm. pyramid scheme. So that's exactly what the club are looking to do. Are you on a decent bonus? Aye, <laughs> I could one. Yeah, especially if we win. If we win, it could be crazy. Bucky, Bucky Thistle will go to Las Vegas. I think that would be the, that would be the bonus. Yeah, that'll be the end of the season. Dude, don't worry, Daryl. I know you've got training very soon, yeah. and we'd really appreciate your time. All the best at the weekend. Back in the minibus. That was Daryl McCardy, Bucky Thistle. Pl- I like that. I like Daryl's style. There's, a, there's an element of the movie about it, you know, that uh, this club from the Highland League, they can't even train. It's been snowing all week, as if things weren't tough enough. Uh, and here they come to play uh, the team who've won eleven of the last twelve league titles in this country, quadruple trebles, the current holders of the Scottish Cup. 
it's a movie. It now depends on what kind of ending the movie yeah. has. All of a sudden, dies in Maeda being unavailable <laughs> because of the Asian cop doesn't yeah. seem like his no, quite the insignificance, no. does it? I, I, I must admit that you know when Dara was talking there, I, I remember a few years ago I was at Morton, and I know Morton, you know, full time. Mm-hmm. It's not Highland League. But you went to Celtic Park, but, but yeah. the same—it was the same build-up. The snow—it was—I remember it. You know, we couldn't train all week because of the snow, and we were just um, brushing wee patches off a wee twenty-yard area, um, you know, just for a wee touch of the ball and stuff. Mm-hmm. After the guy the whole week before you went to Celtic Park um, to play in the Scottish Cup, so you know, preparation is important, but I think it's about adrenaline and excitement, yeah. and you can hear that in Daryl's voice, and it's exactly what you said. I know. We can have, have a wee bit of a joke about the Romance of the Cup. You can hear it. It is, it is yeah. the Romance of the Cup for Bucky. There's no question about that. And this will, um, you know, s- supplement their, their, their income and, the, the, you know, their, their, their finances mm. for the next maybe two or three seasons. And the cynics out there would say that maybe you only need to clear an 18-yard yeah, you might Space. exactly. Just want to camp in there, and well, that's it. Then you can. Difficult. Well, that's what you do. You just clear an eighteen-yard box and say, "Right, this is where we'll be for Stand ninety there. minutes." So you let's let's see if we can protect it. You never know. Anyway, thank you very much to Daryl once again. Uh, we're going to speak to Paul in a second, but let's just round off the Bucky section, if you like, because as we alluded to, Stephen Welsh will be coming up against his cousin. Uh, it certainly looks that way, and he says that's something he is looking forward to. Yeah, so my cousin plays for for Bucky. Uh, it was a bit of a shock when we, we saw the draw and we actually had a wee conversation about it a couple of days before because he was, you know, hoping he would get one of the one of the big two. And uh we never actually really thought it would happen but as soon as the draw came out, you know, give him a wee text and uh, I think we saw I think we saw the videos, the, the Bucky lads were buzzing. So, you know, we 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 look forward to the game as usual. As I said, it's the start of a cup run again, we're looking to defend it. So uh, for us, it's business as usual. We're we're going to go there and have a, we've had a good week of training, and uh, we're we're going to go on Saturday and, and and win the game. Hopefully, I think he's four or five years older than me. So I, even at youth level, <clears throat> I'd never never played at his age group. So I was probably too young. But to do it at first team level in the Scottish Cup, I think you know the family are delighted. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. There we go. It looks like he's back and fit, and he trained today. No Cameron Carter Vickers, by the way. But again, let's put, yeah. it, put it all in perspective here. Whilst the Bucky Thistle players try and train for the first time, he's another one who next week, I think, Ross County back for Carter Vickers. Uh, uh, again, with no disrespect, it's a show that talks about football. And with no disrespect to Bucky Thistle, Celtic ought to be capable of putting out any 11 players contracted to the club and beat hmm. Bucky Thistle comfortably. Well... You never know. We'll look at the weekend. Uh, what about right now, though? We heard a bit of transfer speculation and suggestion. I think that's what Paul from Carluke has called in about. How's it going, Paul? Hi, Gordon. How are you doing? Well, how are you? Good. Hi. Hello to Jim and Good you man. as well. Hi, Paul. Yeah, you, you, I just want to compliment you in keeping the pot boiling through the the transfer win, uh, the, the winter break. I think without <laughs> uh, Mr Wilson and Mr DL, you might have been struggling, but they, they're going to end up a show of their own, I think. Well, you can so just well, you sort of wind them up and just let them go, and, and <laughs> it comes with its own risks. But it's, uh, we're nearly there, Paul. We're back tonight officially with the, the Scottish Cup. Um, Bucky's exciting, I'm sure, but is it, the, is it the ins and outs of the transfer window that are really taking your attention? Yeah, I mean... I heard a guy talk last night about Lauren Shankland and sort of being offended that there's speculation, but that's that's what it, it is speculation. So, so the rumour mill starts with Matt, Matt O'Reilly, um, and I think fortunately for Celtic, they've got a ready-made replacement in Bernardo. Um, I pride myself in being able to spot a player, and I think Van Dyke, O'Reilly, 
I'd put Bernardo up there as somebody who could be a Rolls Royce of a player, um, given given game time. I know I know Hugh doesn't think that because he writes people off after about four and a half minutes. But um, well, that's a long time uh, for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just think Bernardo could, if if it go, if it comes to it that Matt O'Reilly moves on, um, then. I mean, you can see him playing in that Spurs team. I don't know that I'm trying to sell him, but the guy's a Rolls Royce of a player. With regard uh, to with regard to uh, Paolo Bernardo, prior to the game against Dundee in Boxing Day, where he scored and then followed up with a goal against Rangers and then was outstanding against St Mirren on January the 2nd. Prior to Boxing Day, Paul, do you think that the majority of Celtic fans would have said Bernardo is a Rolls Royce of a player? Possibly not, but I, I just think you are too quick to criticise. I mean, you've got the boy Navrovsky written off without, and it turns out he's been he's got niggles with injuries. You clearly don't have any any direct line into what's happened at Celtic Park in the tense sense that you just write people off at will. Navrovsky um, came Navrovsky came close season, and we're nearly in February. And that, that that happens. That that happens to players all the time. They don't get not, the not when they cost as many millions of pounds as he did. He was the most expensive player in the summer. Yeah, but but you've got him written off. Uh, I'm at, just at, wondering at, why he doesn't at, play. Well, I think you'll see. I think you'll see that he will play in the, in the second half of the season, and I'll, I'll come on and eat my words if if he doesn't. Um, but. I just, I just think you're, you're, you're already rating the young lad off. But you've already him. said that Bernardo was Rolls Royce for player, and uh, you know you admitted that the majority would not have held that view prior to Boxing Day. So between Boxing Day and January 19, you've got Paolo Bernardo as a Rolls Royce of a player. That's kind of quick yeah, off yeah. the mark. I'm, I'm just thinking that he, he's now been given game time. I mean, it wasn't any consistency that he played in the Champions League games. He played every Champions League game. So he's always able to keep the ball and he's technically gifted. He comes with Benfica, not that that's any guarantee. Um, so I, I just think in, in his instance, you were, you were quick to rate him off. What do you make of him, Jim? I mean, Paul, we're in the business of predictions, I don't mind that. Paul thinks yeah. if the day comes and Matt O'Reilly has to go, I think, well, maybe Paolo Bernardo can become yeah. that. You, I think they're kind of both right in a way. I mean, Hugh is right. It's, it's, it, we've only yeah. seen... Him really come to the fore in the last couple yeah. of games. Listen, sometimes players take a while to say, "Oh, he knows, you know the the, the system, the 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 play and the style of football, the culture, you know, the, just everything settling into a, a new country." There's a lot of times, and I think not just the fact that it's Hughes there, but we all do it. We all, we all, you know, we're, we're on here to give an opinion. And somebody says, "How did that person play last week?" Say, oh, he's struggling a little bit. So, you know, it's one of those ones where we are we are almost quick to make judgments both ways. What are you making of him? Both ways, because when somebody does well, Gordon, we sometimes exaggerate that as well, far, and we yeah. and we go we go and say, "Oh, he's amazing, he's fantastic," and it doesn't quite work out. Have you been impressed with what you've seen latterly? Do you feel like that trajectory yeah. can continue? Would you go as far as to say it could be a Matt O'Reilly replacement, or are they different? Yeah, they're, they're slightly different, of course they are, but I think he is a good player, and he's shown that now. But that, again, football's about confidence, it's about belief, it's getting opportunities, getting on the pitch, getting game time, all these things. Hatati was injured, so that allowed him it. Um, and again, settling into how they played. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think he's got he's got real qualities, and he's, he's shown that in the last few games. 
It's now up to him because Hatati's back available. O'Reilly's still there at this moment in time. McGregor's, just, as we know, is number one on the team sheet. Mm. So he's now got a fight in his hands to, to, to stay in the team and keep those uh, t- the quality players. If he can keep Hatati out of the team, he will be a, a, a player. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Thank you very much to Paul. Anyone who wants to keep Hugh Keevens on his toes is fine by me. one <laughs> And uh, this would be more than fine by me if I was in this man's shoes. Let me tell you about this before we move on. Been a frustrating week, uh, almost a full week of no winners. And then Matthew picked up the phone, said the magic words, and he goes into the weekend £80,000 richer. Wow. Honestly, talk about the Friday feeling. This is what it sounded like from Matthew's perspective. You are joking me. I'm absolutely shaking now. But you don't care how much this is mean to me. Care I'm still shaking, but I'm absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Matthew, you stop shaking in about 12 months' time if you're lucky. Incredible. How good was that reaction? And guess what? It could be you. You can shake. And I mean, if we phone you, try not to swear, but it would be quite the reaction, I'm sure. We're going to make the next call on Monday, and you need to enter. It's 82 grand now, straight into your account after the call. And you need to get involved by texting YES to 61025. Text YES to 61025. £2 to text plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330-880-4523. And those calls are charged at a standard rate as well. It's over 18s only. So you're fine, Hugh. Uh-huh. Apart from, Just I don't think you can. I've already done four you, times. You work here. <laughs> uh, but all the other rules for this network competition can be found online. And if you get the call from us after 3 pm on Monday, just like we heard there from Matthew, answer within five rings. Say, make me a winner straight away. And the 82 grand is yours by tea time. Text yes to 61025. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Jim Duffy are here as well. Get your calls into us. Don't forget, we've got Friday night Scottish Cup action. Clyde against Aberdeen. Jim Duffy can give us the inside track on Clyde in the not too distant future. Uh, surely not. Surely not. Darvel Mark II uh, in the space of a year or so. But you never know with the romance of. The Cup, speaking of the Cup, Sky Sports Cup tonight, Celtic and Rangers, women do battle in the semi-final there. So we're really up and running already this weekend when it comes to football. Rangers fans, I hope you'll get involved here because some very uh, interesting, I think, strong comments from Philippe Clement today. So I wonder how you feel generally about the club's transfer business because he says he wants to see an improved transfer model. He bemoaned a crazy situation, as he called it, where five players are out of contract in the summer. And we're not the, the most wealthy club in the world. I know that. So we want to get transfers in that can have impact now, but also can have uh, added value for the, for the next couple of years uh, on the field and, and, and selling them for, for bigger amounts. Because if you look back... The last couple of years, I think this is also one thing that the club has missed. So you need that. You need a good balance, but you need also to have young, young prospects that that you can let them grow and in, in, in one moment that they can grow to a higher level than Glasgow Rangers. That needs to be the objective, and you need a good balance in the way you work, and you need to have players who are in contract in your club. So like this season, to have five players out of contract. It's a crazy situation because you throw away money. They're of no value anymore 
if the if the if the contract is is ended. So there's a lot of work to be done in that way. Uh, everybody in the club is working hard in that way to have now a clear vision how to bring money into the club. Um, the fa- if, just in case anyone's wondering, the five: Ryan Jack, John Lundstrom, Kemal Roof, Leon Balogun, Borna Barisic. So all mm. out of contract. What, what do you make of that generally? It feels like Philippe Clement has come in and noticed quite a few things that he doesn't like. You yeah. know, he's, he's spoken a lot about injuries and trying to clear up that side of things. Doesn't sound like he's too impressed. I I always commend a manager, any manager, any club, who is as transparent as he has just been. He has told you what he feels as the man who has to guide a football team back to a position of supremacy. They have lived in Celtic shadow for a long number of years and Philippe Clement is the man who has been charged with the responsibility of taking them above Celtic. And so what he's saying is that I, it needs to be more than just me that tries to do that. That yeah, needs to be in yeah, place. This needs to be in place. He dislikes the strategy that has allowed those five contracts to, to run down. He has also admitted that mistakes have been made in the past, big mistakes with regard to, I would think, Alfredo Morelos and Brian Kent, who at one time could have fetched Rangers a fortune and then Rangers lost both for nothing. So he's pointing the finger at that type of strategy. He's also saying that it is also Rangers' model, not just Celtic, get them in, get them in for as meagre a fee as you possibly can and then sell them for as big a fee as you possibly can. So I think you have to commend him for his candour, his transparency. He's simply telling us and the Rangers fans, this is the way it is at the club. That's a good idea. That's a bad idea. I don't like this. I'm in favour of that. We all know where he stands within the club. We'll get Jim's thoughts on it in a second. Let's bring Nadim in, who's a Rangers fan. Nadim, is that is that Philippe Clement shining a light on something you were already sort of mindful of, or what did you make of his comments today? Yeah, Gordon, I, I, I hope for that that you know him. Hopefully, that's him putting a bit of pressure on the on the board to, to try and get him to work up their ideas about it. Because I mean, if you just look at the transfer windows, the last two, for example. It's been shambolic, you know. There's only really been two players that have that have been good enough for me, um, and that's Sima uh, and, and Butland. You know, players like Todd Cantwell. I mean, he, he, he does okay in games. For me, he's never he's, he's not played a game where he's been outstanding yet. He tries to get the crowd going and get them on their side, but he, for me, he's, he's, he's still to show um, his potential for me. And other players, as we know, Lamar, Dessers, you know, Danilo to a certain extent. You know, these boys, Dill, I know he's, he's injured, but even Lawrence has been injured for a while. So the strategy there has been, for me, has been wrong. So it's good that that, that, that Clement's come out and he's not said it in so many words, but he's certainly, uh, you know, alluded to, to the fact that it's not been good enough. So and that needs to change, and it needs to change right from the top in terms of getting someone in who who, 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 who can definitely make the club go forward by getting in quality signings. Yeah, I mean, listen, the... the Managers obviously, are, you know, you know, the board have to back the manager. So they backed Michael Beale, and um, that that was a man they they trusted, um, you know, to to you know, take the club to the next levels. As Hugh had mentioned there, to try and overtake Celtic, um, and therefore they back him and they back his judgment. I think that you know Rangers, you know, general policy 
has to be looked at because um, um, Philip Clement, I, I know Nathan Parsing so was at 16 million somewhere about that um, you know but you know, generally speaking they've maybe lost a few players that they could have done I don't agree with them with the five players I have to be honest with you I was kind of wondering I don't that, agree with that myself and a genuine question because you can tell me more from the football perspective I feel like in theory he's yeah. right like you know generally you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have five mm. but if you were to go through them individually when would you have sold Kamar Roof? Mm-hmm. When would you have sold John Lundstrom? Uh, Ryan Jack. You, you, si- you also mm. wouldn't have given them new deals, would no. you, within within that period? No, so they've got to prove themselves, Gordon. You're right. By, by being fit, being, being contributing to the team, all these sort of things. Baricic, you know, we can understand a little bit. Maybe him. Yeah, but, is, that, but, is that a but, fair one? But I think, yeah, you, you've got to look at your, 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 your overall club and then you look at the assets, what you believe can be sellable assets. Then you keep them under contract. You know, all the, these other guys, that's the way football, that's how it changes so often. You've got to look at your squad and sometimes you've got to allow players to move out, which gives you space to either promote younger players or bring younger players in. I don't agree with Nadim Oriti. I, th- I think Seema is obviously in loan, we know that, and he's been a terrific um, acquisition. I think Sterling's been a good sign and I think he will be a good sign. Sure, I think yeah. for, for, what, for for that, and he's a young man, He's he, be, he was pushed into midfield, I think he's got real athleticism, he's got, he's, he's got ability, I think he's a, a, he's got a real prospect. Mm-hmm. So I think that Butland, if you went to sell Butland tomorrow, he would make uh, uh, you know a right few quid on him. So I think and are these, are 50%, are these, if you can get about 50% of, of your players then that's no bad, actually. Are these the types of decisions, mm. Nadim, that at some point, and I'm not saying it as Jack Butland, because the thought of you selling Jack Butland, I'm sure, ruins your weekend entirely. But ultimately, if this is what we're talking about, at some point, it's going to have to be somebody. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the thought of selling Jack Butland, is, is, it just doesn't come into my head just now, you know, in terms of in terms of what, what, how good a player he is and how good he's been for Rangers, but... Um, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Gordon. At some point, you are going to sell him, you know, and, and hopefully it's at a point where you can get the most money for him. But, um, I, I, you know, and if, if things have gone, you know, as, as, as well as it could have, then you would have had maybe two or three players in that position. And as Jim says, you've, you've, you've just not been, uh, that's just not happened. Well, I would disagree with Jim when he's, when he's talking about that um, uh, uh, 50% of your players, more than 50% of your players are not good enough, Jim. I agree, Jim has been a good player, but he's only played a handful of games. He's, mm-hmm. he's not a first team player, do you know, so he's not been getting a, a run in the first team. And I think he will become a good player if he does get a, a run in the first team, but it's been more than 50%. You know, look at Davis, Lammers, Danilo, Gessers, you know, you know these boys, you know, that's three, just a Darryl, maybe Carol, to say, I mean, that's five. So, yeah, so uh, you want to sell, sell your best players at the right time. Hopefully, and that's when you do that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Thanks very much to Nadim. It's almost that time of the evening on our Dalasima who came up there. I don't know if this makes you happy that he won't be injured, Rangers fans, or you're tearing your hair out because what a waste of time. But he wasn't even on the bench for Senegal. I noticed in the African Cup of Nations there, so you can decide amongst yourselves whether that's a silver lining or whether that's annoying. And then whilst you do that, let's play this. <laughs> Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. What a way to end the week. The top flight teams are back. You've got that Friday feeling and you've got the chance to beat Hugh Keevens or Jim Duffy at Beat the Pundit. What an incentive. 0141951125 and the lines close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 0141951125. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Friday night with Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy Where else would you rather be? Maybe don't answer that question But we've got plenty coming up between now and the end of the show We've been hearing from Brendan Rogers, Pretty relaxed about Matt O'Reilly's future Amid speculation for his services Philippe Clement's not so happy with the recruitment structure in recent times uh, At Rangers uh, That game faces a pitch inspection tomorrow So if you've any thoughts there We've got Scottish Cup action tonight as well Between Clyde and Aberdeen and lots going on where are all you Motherwell and Harps fans who want to discuss that massive earth shattering move from Tynecastle to Fir Park for our very own Andy Halliday let us know on 0141 951 1025 and we'll play this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football right it is Beat the Pundit time only one win for the listeners so far this year Oh I think Although That just means we must have a bit of a backlog Because you two were signing quite a number of footballs When I came into this studio uh, This evening So let's see what we've got tonight The rest of you get your calls in right now please To just talk football uh, But in the meantime Alan is on the line How are you Alan? Yeah not too bad thanks uh, Alan I know you're a Rangers fan you, you got high hopes Do you think this one's going to survive the weather tomorrow? Uh, I hope so I'm just driving to International Airport just now Belfast International to fly across for it to go with my dad See this is the problem isn't it You're just going to have to come and just take the chance tomorrow Yeah well my dad is a Barton fan so I'll be sitting next to him at the match or him and I will just have a weekend of it either way Is he he holding out much hope or what's what's the mindset going into that one? Um, sarcastically holding out hope I would say <laughs> well listen you'll need to give us a call and see who's got the family bragging rights come the end of the, the weekend but for now it's you up against Hugh Keevens or Jim Duffy heads it's Hugh tails it's Jim Duffy and it is heads it's been heads a lot this week I have to say so Hugh Keevens takes on Alan on the line what we'll do here is give Hugh some greatest hits radio to listen to just so that he can't hear us and we'll get the clock ready, Alan. 30 seconds, answer as many as you can. If anyone's in the background, they're allowed to help you out. No problem. Pass if you don't know the answer, though. That's my advice to you, OK? No problem. Good man. Your 30 seconds then on the clock and your time starts now. Which round of the Scottish Cup starts tonight? Fourth. Roy Keane made his debut in the Scottish Cup against which team? Alloa. After beating Aberdeen, who did Darvel face in the next round of the Cup last season? Falkirk. Who scored Hamilton's winner when they shocked Rangers in 1987? Pass. Who took over as the title sponsor of the Scottish Cup this season? Uh, Name any of Celtic's scorers in last year's final. Kyogo. Which Scottish team have won the Scottish Cup in 1952 and 1991? Uh, Aberdeen. <sighs> Can't believe it, Alan. Can't believe it. We'll discuss that one more later. Let's bring Hugh Keevans back. Can you hear us? I can. What were you nodding along but, to? But Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling. Oh, that's got to be up your street. That's well, everybody's street. Now, before I start dancing on the ceiling, Jim Duffy's normally driving me home. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, that's a good. That's a that's a good Friday night song. As, that is it I, not? I, of course, right. Hugh taps his feet away. Mm-hmm. What about your your partners in crime, Wilson and DL, with their music quiz last oh, yeah, night? Yeah, Did yeah, you hear yeah. them? Yeah. Suspicious, I must say. Maybe suspicious. The, the, the screams from Mark Wilson at the end because he'd won mm. the quiz. Very upsetting for. A woman to walk into the kitchen and say, what's that shouting about? Vicious rumours that if you go right to the end of the live stream from last night, Gordon DL can be seen flashing a rude gesture towards the camera as well, but we'd better move on. Anyway, Hugh, are you ready? 
as I will Same ever set be. of questions in your time starts now. Which round of the Scottish Cup starts tonight? Fourth. Roy Keane made his debut in the Scottish Cup against which side? Clyde. After beating Aberdeen, who did Darvel face in the next round of the Cup last season? Pass. Who scored Hamilton's winner when they shocked Rangers in 1987? Oh, Adrian Sprott. Who took over as the title sponsor of the Scottish Cup this season? Uh, pass. Name any of Celtic's scorers in last season's final. Uh, Jota. And which Scottish team have won the Scottish Cup in 1952 and 1991? That would be. That would be Motherwell. Dundee United. Dundee United. Oh, I have to accept your first answer. Alan, what do you think? What was Motherwell? Andy Kirk. Uh, could, could it was a good game, actually. I enjoyed it. It was the fourth round of the Cup. You both got it. And I could almost. I could. I knew in advance which ones he would get right yeah. but that didn't mean you get them all right I knew you would get Roy Keane how could you forget yeah. that yeah. it was against Clyde Allen so Hugo's 2-1 in front but Allen hit back straight away this was good knowledge Darville played Falkirk, Falkirk who oh. went all the way to the semis yeah. lost in Burness so we're level here I knew you would get Adrian Sprott 1987 yeah. just one of those famous cup names Hugo's one in front the title sponsor of the Scottish Cup you're talking to someone who had to do one of the draws Scottish gas had to do one of the draws for the cup once it rebranded this season and about 10 times in the script it had Scottish gas Scottish cup and Scottish gas women's Scottish cup (laughs) and it really Ah, gave me a headache for a a few hours I have to say so it is Scottish gas um, and that means we're still level does it no you won in front Hugh's won in front front. Uh, Kyogo Abada and Jota you both got it so Hugh stays one in front and Alan I'm afraid and I'm really annoyed about this Alan because he said Motherwell and then he tried to change it to Dundee United but the rule is and always has first been answer. we need to stick with his first answer so he's almost got that right by accident which sums him up <laughs> and I'm afraid he's beating you to it hard lines no it's alright no worries enjoy your weekend Alan what's the schedule Alan so you due in Glasgow tonight yeah about 10 o'clock tonight my dad will pick me up and then uh, get a bit of lunch and head along for the match at half five tomorrow well maybe maybe just you tune in for that pitch inspection first okay I will no bother good man there we are that was Alan on the line and I know it said a lot but that, that's the reality and it, don't get me wrong there's only so much Dumbarton can do if yeah. it doesn't you can't call it off tonight without knowing if it needs to be off but that's the reality for fans like Alan's Alan. already booked his nah, flights he's anyway, so it's way, way, probably well he's in advance. Going to the pub all he's, afternoon. He's, he's meeting his he's dad, good, all yeah. these kind of things, you know. But I said this time of the year, we know there's always games. I mean, there's there's, there's Scottish Cup games. I mean, I think already is it Brower and Cove? Yeah. I think he's already off. Um, so there's always going to be games uh, called off at this stage of the year. Oh, well, you with Daryl McCarby from Bucky Thistle telling he's been snowing all mm-hmm. week. In his part of the world, you know, so we, we're, we're actually getting off lightly here in the West. Uh, yeah, if you've any thoughts, they don't need to be weather related, by the way, um, <laughs> but it's up to you 01419511025. We are looking ahead to a big weekend in the Cup, uh, and it's almost like these things are not done by accident. The mention of Clyde in the Beat the Pundit questions, one of the famous Scottish mm-hmm. Cup shocks, although the funny thing is they were. They were in the second tier at that yeah. time, and they were—it's still a big shock. Don't get me wrong, but oh, I'll, I'll they were in the, they, they were in the second tier, and they were towards the top of it, top end. It's a bit different now, um, as you well know, Jim mm-hmm. Duffy taking on Aberdeen tonight. Ian McCall, can he cause one? 
Yeah, well, I think is they've got a very experienced manager and a very good manager, Ian McCall. Um, he's brought in a number of uh, new players. Um, I think over the last four or five games, I think they've had one loss. I think they've had a few draws. They've had a lot of late goal scores, so there's obviously a bit of, you know, a uh, good spirit there, a good attitude coming back. But when you play Aberdeen and, and the, the, the resources Aberdeen have, the quality that Aberdeen have, they should be... In, more than good enough and I also think I, I listen I know that, that when they played away to Davo but I think that playing at Hamilton's ground is is um, is something that Aberdeen will be pleased about you know the, I know it's just, you might not think it's important Gordon but it's, there's, there's, there's no shots there's big dressing rooms a big pitch a good I know it's artificial surface a good artificial surface it's a proper stadium if you want to call it that it'll bring a big support down so it's not really there's not really anything you can look at it from an Aberdeen perspective and say oh we shouldn't be winning this but Clyde you know again good um, financial um, benefit from it from uh, having the game there be a, be a really good crowd and the TV Ian McCall want his team to go and compete. We say it all the time, make it as uncomfortable and try and make Aberdeen a little bit nervous and that's that's what we'll try and do. Let's, let's be honest, Aberdeen defeat is unthinkable mm -hmm. for Barry Robson and the club. It's absolutely unthinkable and it would lead to serious repercussions if it happened. I think a, a lot of the criticism, I'm pretty sure Jim Goodwin's admitted mm -hmm. as much. If he could do it over again, he wouldn't rest players the, the way that they did last season. This one straight out of a break. I don't feel like any of our big teams will rest players because why? Why would you? But particularly, it looks like they've gone fairly strong. Well, I mean, as strong as you, you can really. Uh, Killer Roos in goal. Is this lined up in position order? No, it's not. So I won't confuse myself um, on the spot. But Nicky Devlin, Jack McKenzie, Graham Shinney, the captain, Stefan Gartman, Jamie McGrath, Connor Barron, Bojan Miovski, Leighton Clarkson, Dante Povara. Slobodan Rubizic so yeah, it looks like, it looks like a 3-5 too but with, with Pavara and um, Mjorkiewicz up, up front so Mjorski up front but the, the, they've got firepower they've got quality in the middle of the pitch they've got good width they've got physicality there is there is no reason why Aberdeen shouldn't win this game comfortably unless as I said that you know mm -hmm. they get a little bit complacent and, uh, and they get nervous yeah. I know Ian McCall's brought in a couple in recent weeks mm. who that, who can't play because yeah, they're cup-tied, cup -tied, because they've played for other teams in the, the earlier rounds. Mm -hmm. Leafield and goals, Lyons, Sula, mm -hmm. Dunnicky, Howie, Hines, Carswell, Scully and Raymond Grant, uh, Rennie and Young. Uh, Peter Grant on the bench, mm -hmm. Scully and Leslie Stevenson, Parry the subs. So um, It's good to see young Raymond Grant back in. I know he came in the, the last game he's been for a long time with an ACL um, you know, we we know how how you know devastating these type of injuries are for football. So it's great to see him back playing again. Um, lovely footballer. I know we know his son, of, son of Peter, but a really nice footballer. And again, he, good to see him back playing at that level. Um, but it will, it will be very difficult. Clyde will know that. But we say it all the time when the smaller clubs play the bigger clubs. Be organised, be structured, make it difficult and try and stay in the game as long as you possibly can. Go on then, top tipster. Any chance that our cup weekend gets off to the, a big shock? I would wish Ian McCall the very, very best of luck. Um, but but no. he's, got, he's got no chance. <laughs> I thought that was coming. Good thing is he won't be listening. I would imagine he'll be a bit busy. Somebody will tell him though. Half an hour before <laughs> kick-off or whatever it is. 01419511025. Lots of... In Interesting ties to look forward to. Uh, let's hear a bit more from Philippe Clement. Whilst we line up Andy, who's on the line, 
He was asked today about Ridvan Yilmaz Because there's been a lot of speculation about his future uh, But the Rangers manager says nothing has changed And he's fully committed I, I know what the situation is, we will see Until now, I don't have from any player here The feeling that they're jumping to, to leave the building I feel that everybody's really involved in, uh, in the club And uh, in, uh, in what's going on here so that's already a positive thing. I had already other experiences in that way. But it doesn't mean that tomorrow that can start. I know uh, I've been now more than 30 years in, in this world, so I know how fast things can go. But I will select players who are committed to the club. Uh, let's bring in Andy, who's a Rangers fan. What do you make of those comments, Andy, Ridvan Yilmaz's future? Is that one you're still keeping an eye on this window? Hi guys, how you doing? Okay, I, thanks. I, I was just reading some of the day and one of the things I got through on my phone that Yilmaz is saying that he wants to go he wants to go so I'm, I'm just thinking left back looks like a must uh, I don't know why, maybe why he's been playing so well the last couple of games he's tried to prove himself but but look at he's, if he's turning and saying that he wants to, he's desperate I think he said he's desperate to go so I don't know if we could get the boy Doig in there. I don't know if Rangers will do that but Long gone. Long gone. I think he's done. I think he's away. Five million pounds. Is that, is that completely confirmed now, by the way? I know he was he was going out. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance so. he ends up at um, But we'll, at Rangers, we'll back but to the financial aspect. I mean, you know, Andy, the manager's trying to tell you that Rangers don't have a lot of money. So if you want Josh Doig, who's about to go for five million pounds, and Lauren Shankland, Rangers mm. simply can't afford them. Andy's... You know, and I understand that Jim, this is what happens at this time of the year, and you know we're presenting it as if Yilmaz wants to leave, and he may well do. But that, that's not really the message Philippe Clement was trying to put across there. You know, says he's committed. I don't know if you can throw one of those cliches at it and say no smoke without fire. But there, there has been a lot of talk about him this window. Yes. Philippe Clement said though, well, obviously they can't let him go unless. There's a there's someone else you know going to be brought yeah. in there. Yeah, I mean again that's all part of the business. It's all about timing. It's like you know you can't sell your house unless you've got another house to move into. You know or else you're going to be homeless. So you know it's like a fullback or it doesn't matter which player it is. If Rangers sell Yilmaz, they'll get Barisic there. That's I mean again there are players that can fill in. You understand that? I mean I'd really like the boy Owen Beck. It was up at Dundee from <sighs> from Liverpool. I think he was terrific and I know he came back to Liverpool I know they're looking uh, they, they've got injuries there just now and Andy Robertson looks if he's going to be back next week but he's a possibility to get back out in Lord again I, I know he can't he, you know he can't, he can't go back um, sorry he's not going to go back to Dundee unless uh, there's no other option for him but in, in a permanent deal I think he can go to Rangers but he he's a good player but I think Gilmaz will go I, I, I think this, you know, there's that, that much there's that much discussion about it and, you know, I know um, Philip Clement said today that, he, you know, he doesn't get the sense of it but there's a lot of stuff in the background and sometimes the manager, I'm not sure he's the last to know but he's not he's not number one which the, the, he probably should be if he's a manager of Glasgow mm -hmm. Rangers. Uh, Andy, here's just one to throw it on you if you don't mind. I know it wasn't your original thought but um, I was thinking about Alex Lowry and his loan spell um, at Hearts being cut short. What, what did you make of that? I know, I was, I was asking producers, is he actually coming back to Rangers? Well, I mean, I think the chances are it's probably to be loaned out somewhere else, but, you know, it's, it's not quite worked out at Hearts or, or he's going to be loaned somewhere else. Is he one you've I, still got hopes for for the future? Oh, I think that boy's going to, he's going to be a Scotland star. But I, I just wonder if, 
we put a bid in or we'll say something about Lawrence Shanklin and it's hard to say no and Razor went oh, we'll, you just take Lowry back again Did Alex Lowry play for Rangers at the start of the season or did they go there straight away the only reason I'm looking at it is, this, is the three, yeah. three club rolling no, I wasn't I, sure if he played for Rangers in the very at the very start. Maybe I'll the early cup because I think I think all the suggestions are he's going to be loaned out again. Um, yeah. So yeah, his first appearance was Hearts away at St Johnson. Right, so, so he hadn't played for Rangers at all. Not right. this season. Um, I don't think he could go to Celtic. They've got eight winners as it is. <laughs> I think yeah, amongst the many reasons, he's a really crucial period. He's still only twenty, yeah, he's good which player. is young. It's not. It's not like you know. It's not seventeen mm. to state the obvious. And I'm fascinated because. Whilst you're that young and unproven, I think every opinion's still valid. Andy's mm. got Andy said he'll be a Scotland star, mm. and he might. But at this, you were, I think Rangers fans were clearly hoping he'd go to Hearts and rip it up and, and play a lot yeah. and really prove that it was time to come back. That's not happened yet. Yeah, he's not. He's not played as many games as I like. But maybe Philip Clement, maybe the, the 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 scouting staff have said, listen, he's a good player. He can fit into the way you want to play, and he might suit Philip Clement a little bit better. He might well come in. And be, be you know be pushing the guys uh, in the midfield um, for a place. It's I mean, we, we heard the other one about you know Todd Cantwell has been a bit inconsistent. Sam Obviously, Lamas is gone. Lawrence is still injured, so he is a flair player. He's got real creativity. He's a he's a he's a player that fans like to see. He's came through the ranks, so it may well be a case that Philip Clement gives him an opportunity to be involved in the squad. He's lost his way at the moment, and. That seems to me like the type of player that Clement would take under his wing and make better again. So, yes, he might go on loan for the remainder of the season, but I think uh, you go back to Rangers and under Clement, he can kick-start his career. I think the loan does look likely. Thank you very much to Andy. And Andy brought it up, don't blame me. If you want to hear Stephen Naismith's latest thoughts on Lawrence <laughs> Shankland, no. you, if, if the manager is going to talk about him, we have to play it. We're duty-bound to. Uh, and you can hear them after I tell you about this. So, Hugh Keevans, this is important because we've said the weather is going to get a bit crazy yeah. over the weekend. Pitch inspection at Dumbarton and so on. So I just want to make it official. The Met Office has issued Amber weather warning for Storm Isha, Aisha, am I pronouncing it correctly? I'd go Isha. I won't split hairs over it for high winds. Uh, Ready Scotland's got a list of tips for you to stay safe, including securing all your loose outdoor objects. Yes, I have been out many times trying to pin the trampoline down. It's never ideal, but guttering pipes, roof tiles, fences, stuff that could injure you. If you're going to have to travel, leave extra time, take a winter car kit, warm jackets, boots and blanket. If you see Hugh Keevans walking down, he's got that on his back because he doesn't drive. Uh, you might face longer journey times, cancellations, road, rail, air, ferry services, all affected. So please take care, especially if you're listening from the coast. Could be large waves and all that sort of stuff. Wow. You, you when know. does this begin? Um, yeah, so the amber weather warning is in full force pretty soon. So, you know, you can look, Take care where you're parking your car as well. Keep your essentials, your food and water and all that. And uh, keep it nearby. Safely check in with your friends and neighbours if they need any help. And you can visit ready.scot for more information. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy are here. It's 0141 951 1025. Plenty of time to still call in. 
And a lot of Scottish Cup ties to preview If we want to get round them Will we see an Andy Halliday debut For Motherwell against Alloa Can the Palmerston pep cause a shock As Queen of the South go to St Mirren It's not all about this show We don't only talk about our pundits Some great ties out there If you're looking for your shock Well you won't be shocked to hear That Davy Martindale's been pointing out That Wraith will have a bigger budget than Livy Well <laughs> I, I, To be fair You know Davy is bottom of the Premiership and looking as if they might stay there and uh, Ian Murray has got Wraith Rovers doing well although they've faltered in the last couple of games so I, I, I would think it would be a great surprise if Wraith went to the Tony Macaroni and won Ah but there are rules for shocks if you're in a different division it counts as a shock what about Airdrie St Johnson could that be an option there's still a lot of ties to get around Hearts and Spartans you know, Edinburgh Derby there uh, looking forward to it. So whilst you get your calls in on whatever it is that's on your mind, let me give you this question. The full-time teaser with sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride. Slad wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Tough question this, because oh. this subject matter doesn't always cut through with everyone. I'm not great on them, I must say, but thanks to John Witherspoon, it's related to squad numbers. Right. It can be tricky. Right. Uh, by the way, what about, I, I was just making my peace with it. I've had a roller coaster of emotions all week thinking, right, holiday to Motherwell. Am I in favour of it? Because ultimately he's on the show yeah. and that's my team and it's mm. quite cool, but I also used to like kind of going against him. You know, I used to like ridiculing him. Criticising Are you now him. going to fall all over him? That's, that's it I mean I'd feel terrible doing that It's, it's going to be awkward uh, So I've been up and down And then I saw today Which sent me back the other way Number 11 what, What's going on? There Talk about go. inappropriate squad numbers yeah. Number 11 Anyway uh, Can you name the last five Scotland capped players To be number 9 for Celtic Or Rangers? Can you name the last five Scotland capped players To be number 9 for Celtic or Rangers I must admit There is one on here I cannot believe Was number 9 But I've looked it up And John is true to his word Certainly according to Transfer Market um, As a source Our last five Scotland Charlie Nicholas Oh no 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 We're Way after we're that later than that Yep um, Simon Donnelly Oh no We're after that as well Lee Griffiths. Uh, yes. Lee Griffiths. More of that territory. Okay, so Lee Griffiths. Chris Boyd. Yes, okay. That's you. We'll leave it there because you've only got only got five tonight. So can you name the last five Scotland capped players to be number nine for Celtic or Rangers? There we are. So you've got Griffiths and Boyd with three to get. We've left it a bit later than normal to give you your customary January mention of the league's top scorer Lauren Shankland <laughs> uh, but it, certainly there's a bit more meat on the bones this week it's been complete aimless speculation up until this point and then Andrew McKinley confirms that yesterday in the sense that there's no concrete bids yet Stephen Naismith was obviously going to be asked about that today uh, and he's likened this transfer window to the Wild West apparently he <laughs> says that despite a lot of external talk and noise about Lauren Shanklin, there has indeed been no concrete interest yet. The club will do all they can to try and keep them. We're in conversations, but the conversations have been going on for weeks. We've not had any interest or offers or any of the contact the club. Um, I think a lot of that speculation is coming from outside the uh, punditry and the, the media. But for Lawrence, in terms of our contract offer, he's at a time of his career where he's playing the best football of his life. He'll need to weigh up what the pros are from their point of view and staying at Hearts and, and what he can achieve. But he also has to understand that 
it's a short career. He's got to do the best he can for him and his family. And everybody within the club and out, out that supports it need to appreciate that and understand it and respect it. Football's the Wild West. What people think is good and, and what they don't think is good, the perceptions, whatever it may be. For us, we're grateful that there's none because I think over especially the last two months, he's shown his incredible talent. What will happen will happen. We'll do all we can and for Shanks, he'll concentrate on his football. Just to very politely point out to Stephen Naismith, though, who says it's all pure media and punditry speculation, if I could just read a quote from Stephen Naismith in late <laughs> December, if you don't mind. Um, is there a concern there will be interest in Lawrence? There already is. When you've got players playing at the top of their game, there's going to be interest. Quite straightforward. I wonder who, I wonder who started it. <laughs> Brendan, Brendan Rogers said the same thing earlier in the programme about Matt O'Reilly. If you're Lawrence Shankland and you're carrying hearts on your shoulders with your goals, then obviously there's going to be interest in you. I think this is a final day of the window set up where you keep thinking somebody's going to come in. I don't think. Rangers will be that club. I, I think Philippe Clement has tried to tell the Rangers supporters today they're not in that multi-million pound market for the time being. My guess would be he'll still be a Hearts player on the 1st of February. Yeah, he's... Um, you know well, of course, Jim. You yeah, what yeah, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a terrific boy. He's, he's, he's gained his, his confidence levels now. He's now captain, um, prolific goal scorer. And I think prolific goal scorers have got to be in demand. We're looking just now at a player, and I know it's down south at Chelsea. Uh, he's played a handful of games, and their value at fifty million. Now we know we're not trying to talk about the disparity between players and scoring. All we're saying is there's very few centre forwards about. That's the point I'm making here, and he is a top striker. So I'll be amazed if there's not someone, and if 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 no one is looking at him, they're not doing their job properly. But he's happy at Hearts, he's scoring goals, as I mentioned, he's captain. And I think there's a lot to be said about players being in a, an environment where they feel happy, in a, in a place where their family's happy, he's earning decent money, he will get offered a really healthy contract at Hearts. And he may well think, well, I tried it away at Belgium, it didn't quite work out. I, I really like it here, I'm number one in the team sheet, you know, I'm scoring goals, I'm in the Scotland squad, there's every chance he'll be going to the Euros. Uh, why do I want to move? Why do I want to risk that? You know, and I think there's a lot to be said about that. Uh, let's bring in Dominic. Dominic, if it's not Lauren Shankland, or, or will it be, or have you any other suggestions as to who Rangers would look for in that area? Uh, good evening, Gordon, Hugh, and Jim. Um, I was hoping that, since I was saying the producers, I know up, up front there's still nobody's got their set their hearts and vessels. I don't see him. Improving uh, for me, I was I would come out. Always came out and said we've also not get the, the most amount of money. But Kevin Van Veen not been with a shout. I'd always been linked with a few people, but he's wouldn't it cost much? Do you know what I mean? He knows the league. I think he would do a job. It certainly looks like there's n- last we heard nothing in that from a Rangers yeah. perspective. Kevin Van Veen was, I, you know, with respect, he had a terrific season at Motherwell. And people automatically assume that that would just happen again. He's 32 years old. I don't think he fits the, the profile that Philippe Clement is looking for. That may well be true. I suppose, though, you would if it was to be something short-term and if you need a fix, you know, and keep talking about being a difficult window, if you keep referencing the fact that it's Rangers have 
not awash with cash, according to Philippe Clement. It, it might be you need you need some sort of fix. But I, I, I don't, like yeah, I but say, I don't they brought in Fabio Silva, and they still they've, definitely need more, don't they? Yeah, but they've got well, they've got Dessers, they've got uh, Danilo. He's going to be almost um, out for the full season, by the way. Um, Danilo. Just, yeah, today Philippe Clement said it would be the last couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, so I think with him possibly being injured long term. Uh, with other long-term injuries, got Kamar Roof in, in particular, uh, he may well have to go um, back and train someone. And as you mentioned, someone like Van Veen in a short-term fix, whether that he would want to come there at the end of the season or something, I'm, I'm not I'm no so sure. But um, yeah, I, we heard Philip Clement's interview earlier on talking about bringing players in and, and developing them and then selling them on for a healthy uh, and profit. Signing a player thirty plus yeah. is not one of those type of players, but there has to be scope for the immediate. Mm-hmm. And someone like that could could impact Rangers at the moment if he's a of the style of player that Philip Clement. I'm sure being Belgian, he'd be aware of the Dutch players and stuff like that as well. And I'm sure he's every bit of aware aware of the qualities of uh, of Van. Rijn. But definitely a striker, Dominic. Well, Gordon Dessel doesn't. He's good. Goes through two or three good games. He looks if he's coming on to something, then he just falls flat in his face. For me, I don't know, obviously, uh, Silva's got to prove himself, but I think there's a backup, obviously, you know, is going to be out. If no good money to spend, ideally, I think most of the Rangers sports would want um, Shanklin, but that's obviously not going to happen. So, it's the next best option as a backup for me, Kevin Van Veen. But also on the left back situation, if a bid comes in and gets accepted for Yelmaz, I'm hoping that Barisic gets an extension, but I think that Armstrong Kamarnock, he could do a job at left-back as well as a backup, maybe. More of an attacking player, though, isn't he, Jim? Yeah. I know he's played a kind of wing-back. Yeah, he's a, a wing-back, but, but he's, he's a winger, yeah. in essence. But listen, he could play for Rangers at left back. I'm not for the vast majority of the games because Rangers are on the front foot, and he is a, he is a good player. Although he does again prefer to play in the right, but um, yeah, I'm I'm sure he's a good player and he's developed very well uh, uh, under Derek McInnes at, at Commander. I think that there, there are there are obviously there will be players out there and and um, Philip Clement's looking at it. I think he's thrown the the one out there that were not the richest club. But in comparison to the vast majority of Scottish clubs, most other managers will be will be kind of you know smiling at that kind of statement because they've got huge um, you know advantages of trying to attract players to Rangers. It's not always just the money. You know, it's playing for a club like Rangers with the f- training facilities, the stadium, the fan base, all these sort of things. I don't think um, you know it's just always down to just a, just a few quid here and there thanks Dominic 01419511025 you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB if you want to get uh, in touch it is transfer window time of course we're looking at the the done deals there are too many to be honest but <laughs> the done deals uh, and some of the suggested ones as well but there is a done deal um, and I've just been kind of joking about it all night but it actually is a serious news story I want to get your reaction to our colleague in here Andy Halliday Hugh swapping Edinburgh for North Lanarkshire heading to well, Motherwell I think it's good for Motherwell uh, as well as being good for Andy because he was clearly frozen out at Tynecastle for whatever reason he simply didn't feature under Stephen Naismith and uh, I think Motherwell have been dealt a severe blow by the loss of BRF back to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And now Andy 
it's got nothing to do with that situation. He's not going to take the place of Beareth, obviously. But might, you might need to score 15 to the, the end of the season. Yeah, but Slattery's also injured. Yeah. And that, he could take the place of him yeah. because he's, a, he's, a, he's been terrific for Motherwell. He's a, and he's, and a, he's going to be missing a whole season. He's a solid hand mm-hmm. to have on board because from now until the end of the season, I think it's a bumpy ride for Motherwell. Yeah, I mean, the the window could... So <laughs> this wasn't a judgment on Andy. Up to that no. point, th- this January couldn't have been worse. Mika Beareth gets yeah. recalled much to the surprise of Stuart Kettlewell yeah. by the way in case you're wondering he's gone to Sturm Graz tonight uh, Mika Bireth so he's gone there um, Callum Slattery gets a long term injury and Brody Spencer who is arguably the best fullback, gets recalled by Huddersfield as well so um, Andy's gone there Jim on a, a loan till the end of the season but that's going to become permanent in the summer so he's, yeah. he's essentially there until the end of next season yeah Goes straight into the squad for the game against Alloa tomorrow. He's obviously not played a lot of football. What do you make of it? Yeah, I don't know if he'll start the game. I would be surprised Wouldn't if he I started. So, He's yeah. going to need a few a few weeks training under his belt and, and, and kind of feed him in. But he can play centre mid. He can play as a holding mid. He can play left back. He can play on the left side. He gives you good experience, good knowledge. He's a top pro. Um, I think that it's, it's a good signing for Motherwell. It's not going. To, it's not costing anything, you know, in the in, in the sense. And with those other players missing, as you mentioned there, then I think you need someone who knows the Scottish game. There's there's very little risk with Andy Halliday. Um, we, we can we can have a wee wind up with him because he's on the show. But in terms of a footballer, yeah, he's got all the experience, all the knowledge, and you know he, he knows the game. And I think he's, he's a good acquisition for for Motherwell. If you've any thoughts, you can share them right here on that usual number on tonight's question. And I've lost my sheet of paper, but even I can remember it. We're looking for number the nine. last five Scotland-capped players to wear number nine for Celtic or Rangers. You've got Lee Griffiths and Chris Boyd. Got any? I, th- I, I, I don't know if we number nine. I'll just get Dan Jackson. Nope. Or again, we're much later much than later them. Than much, that. much later. Chris Boyd's the furthest back. All right. Okay. Um, I think Scottish number nines. No, you're going to have to give us a few minutes, I think, on that one, Gordon. Any, friends that. Or, any other friends of the show that might feature? Charlie Mo- no, 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 number nine. Uh, friends of the show. Mm-hmm. Who's, oh my who's the followers that come in here? That's why I already gave Simon Dunn, it's not him. So. This is an all-time low for mm-hmm. the full-time teaser feature. Yeah, you just said it, was, it wasn't easy ever. This one is. Aye, well, okay, but... Uh, <laughs> friend of the show. I don't even know how to. He's on the show regularly. Oh my! Oh, number nine, Roger Hanna. That's what it is. It's not Roger <laughs> Hanna. It's not Gordon DL. It's not Mark Simon Wilson. Dorley. Oh my! No, I said Simon Donnelly. Oh, I said, I said it's not. It's not him. He's on the show regularly. He'll be listening. He'll be sending me a message right now saying, "Tell that old. How can he possibly have forgotten about me? Yeah. Did he ever give me a lift home? No, he doesn't actually. He heads the opposite direction. That's why you've forgotten all about him. Oh, I don't care about him. He's, I mean, he's on here with you all, all the time this season. What is going on in here? What? 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 I'm confused. Kenny Miller. Kenny. <sighs> Give me strength. We'll be back with more of your calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 We're about to kick off in the first of our Scottish Cup matches this weekend. Clyde against Aberdeen about to get underway, but the big game in here is Hugh Keevens and Jim Duffy versus the full-time teaser. Can you name the last five Scotland-capped players to play number nine for Celtic or Rangers? Before the break, you got the easy ones. 
Lee Griffiths, Kenny Miller and Chris Boyd. Did you come up with any during the interval? Yeah. I thought back in the day, Lee McCulloch? No, I'm afraid not. Kevin Kyle? Yes, in the 2012-13 season. Kevin Kyle and one more to Can't get. get any more. And it's really <laughs> tough the next one because... Your Celtic are Rangers play. He's Rangers as well I am well aware of this guy's work As you will be You will remember him at Rangers He's now elsewhere And in our consciousness um, In our country? Yes But I'm, I'm surprised he was number 9 I just didn't I didn't know that So there we go We'll get it before the end Of the show As we mentioned Clyde and Aberdeen About to get underway You can take them in whatever order you want What else are you looking forward to tomorrow? We've We've Flirted with Motherwell Alloa because Andy Halliday could yeah. make his debut. I keep saying my first memory of football heartache, you know, when you realise you're in for a lifetime of it, was yeah. a, an Alloa win on penalties at Fur Park <laughs> when I was a youngster. Um, what, what are you thinking tomorrow? Pit one, Hugh. Well, St Mirren, Queen says. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's do know, that then. Uh, you know, the, again, someone who's associated with the programme, uh, but. Marvin takes a fair bit of stick for the way Queen of the South set out their team and how they play and so forth. Uh, but he has the chance of a, a remarkable result if he can beat St Mirren in Paisley. Uh, Stephen Robinson will be appalled at the very idea. Uh, but that one has the possibility of a shock. Absolute favourites, no doubt, the home side because they've they've had a good Premiership season. Yeah. You would say, you know, it's not one of those Premiership teams. That you, th- oh, you know, they could be vulnerable. But last round, I don't think anyone would have fancied Marvin's team to beat Dundee United. Yeah. They, they did it. It was on penalties. Granted, this is a much bigger task. Yeah, I mean, if if you go there, you know, again, um, St Mirren a, a very good season and they'll be the strong favourites. No question about that. Um, but Marvin's going to go there. I'm sure he'll be. Is determined anybody. I think I'd be interested between the two dugouts because uh, uh, Marvin likes to view his uh, opinion, and so does Stevie. So I think there might be a wee bit of, of interest in the dugouts there. But the one that uh, intrigues me is well, Ross quickly on that. Ross before, County and Patrick Thistle. Yeah, before we do that, Quan debut perhaps. All right, one from Celtic. Celtic yeah, 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 why not? Why not? That's what he's there for. Yeah. yeah. If they allow him to play in the cup, sometimes they don't. Um, yeah, but, it should uh, be fine. Um, yeah, Ross yeah. County Party Thistle for me because of what happened, obviously, in the playoffs. Thistle fans are shuddering at the thought of that journey, aren't and, they? Yeah, and it was incredible how that eventually turned out. Uh, Ross County uh, under Derek Adams have been a bit up and down. Obviously, he's had his famous comments. Party Thistle playing very well at this moment in time. Uh, I'm sure they'll like to try and get one over in Ross County. So that 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 that's the one that can intrigues me. Obviously, the, the you know the the old Premiership tie of Commandant and D. Yeah. Again, just recently, I think it was two each. Um, I think Rogers going down there, and I think that that that'll be a really good game. Again, being the home team, you'd probably just f- slightly favour Commandant. Um, um, like we said, Hugh, there's easy criteria when you're looking for a shock because if two teams are in separate divisions, uh-huh. it qualifies as a shock. So obviously, you look at. Who is in separate divisions but relatively close And that's where you have to look at Airdrie St Johnston and Livy Wraith is it, Are those fair places to look first and foremost for a shock? I've said already I don't think it is a shock No but see Livy. this is the thing I, I think these rules are set in stone When a championship team beats a premiership team away from home that, It's yeah. a shock, it just is I'll buy into your theory And I'll then go to Airdrie versus St Johnston Where you have I think possibly the youngest manager in the SPFL, the Airdrie manager against the oldest. Reese McCabe. Reese McCabe against Craig Levine. Uh, so he's, he's 
done a terrific job, Reese McCabe at Airdrie. I don't think it it would be. I, I know he, different divisions, okay, but I think Airdrie are capable mm-hmm. of beating St Johnston. And then there are others where it's you know it's kind of opened up a bit. Um, you know, there's only the one all Premiership tie, as Hughes alluded to, and Barton Rangers. We don't even know if that's going to go ahead. We hope it does, but a pitch inspection. Tomorrow afternoon. I think an interesting one down the air as well with Lee Bullen. Um, yeah, I, I think harshly, me personally, harshly yeah. sacked. I mean, they finished second last year. They've had a few injuries this year. It's just not, you know, quite got some results. But again, in that tight division, they create quite easily two or three results get back up again. But again, you know, losing the manager, um, they're, they're, they're without a new manager yet. So United against Kelty Hearts and another very young manager there, Michael Tidzer, who's still player coach mm-hmm. at Kelty, doing a good job. So I think that'll be an interesting one because yeah, United are on a really sticky run of form. Look at the two Edinburgh clubs. I was going to say the venue's so important, isn't it? And that's what makes those a bit more interesting. So Hearts need to go to the Spartans uh-huh. um, and Hibs need to go to Forfar. You know, if those ties are round the other way and you've got the home advantage, but just makes them a bit more... Yeah, I mean, everyone remembers the Hibs uh, Scottish Cup win and David Gray and all of the scenes that they good and bad. Uh, but Hibs and Hearts should be in the market for a cup every season, uh, and you know this season is no different. So for Nick Montgomery, he's got to get past four for it. It's, it's not acceptable for Hibs to go to four for it Ooh. and not come away. I think that'll be an awkward be. one. I really do. Really? I think the weather. The pitch, it's, it's an artificial pitch, it's very open up at Forfars, tiny little dressing rooms. And again, all these players are not, not used to that, you know, the Hibs players and stuff like that, the squad they take, the everything, you know, they'll, they'll, half of them have to get changed in the bus, I think. But all, all that type of thing, the environment, and again, as I said, if it's open, if the weather is a bit breezy and stuff like that, I, I think that'll be an awkward game for Hibs, I really do. Yeah, you would expect them to get through, but I, I don't think they'll do it in a canter. I mean, look... I, just because a shock has happened before, it doesn't it doesn't mean it happens again. It does just clearly prove that it's possible. There will be still many associated with Hearts who are scarred by the whole Brora Rangers yeah. debacle. Um, I mean, in theory, the Spartans are higher up the ladder than. But then Hearts, I think, were a champ, a championship team that season. Yeah. Anyway, well, they'll um, get Superman up front, so there's no excuse for them if they don't beat the Spartans. What players are you talking about? Don't mention not once more. Um, but yeah, that's that's the one that kicks us off tomorrow, Jim. And as Hugh says, these clubs kind of have to. And, and, and to be fair, I, I think they've come... I mean, Hearts lost, was it two consecutive cup finals to Celtic? Yeah, I think, the, the I COVID think season throws me all off, but two in quick succession, mm-hmm. certainly, to Celtic. Yeah. Um, you know, went out in the semis this year of the League Cup, which Aberdeen lost to Rangers. And Aberdeen made a number of finals and semis, but just kept coming up against Brendan Rodgers' yeah. invincible team. So I'm always torn with that. I think I agree. These next rung of teams need to do more. But, you know... Listen, you're playing against the best team uh, who turn up on the game on the day and are not phased by cup final. Some some people get phased by it because they're not there. They're, they're serial winners and uh, you know, with good players. So even if you play at your very best, you're mm-hmm. unlikely to win the game. I think the so obvious think, counter yeah. is because Inverness got to the final, yeah. St. Johnson have won them. So you look the, to the, do There are always exceptions. St. Johnson is a perfect example with two cups in the one season. It does happen um, you know, sporadically, but it doesn't happen on a regular basis. You just need that day for your team to be their very best in four, which has been Celtic mm-hmm. predominantly, uh, to be off the pace a little bit. But I think that... 
I, I don't. It's, ha- it's hard to see many shocks when you look at this uh, the the the, um, the games, the fixtures over the weekend. It's hard to see many shocks. Yeah. But as I say, I think there'll be one or two little surprises. Probably there usually is. Sorry, Bucky Thistle fans, if you're listening, it doesn't sound like mm. these two are giving you much hope. But anyway, we will leave it there for now. We are six and a half in at Clyde Aberdeen. There's been not much to tell you about Aberdeen with most of the ball, as you would expect. Uh, and it is goalless in that one. You two have got one more on the teaser. Can you name the last five Scotland capped players to be number nine for Celtic or Rangers? Thanks to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions and East Kilbride for helping us out. You've got Lee Griffiths, Kenny Miller, Kevin Kyle, Chris Boyd. It's got to be a midfield player. Yeah, where's uh, number I'd say nine? A sort of winger type. Yeah. A winger. So you know, he's an attacking player, um, um, but he's, he's not a number nine Chris in, in that sense. No, but he's still playing in our top flight. For one of the big clubs that we just mentioned, that should help you. Johnny Hay? Uh, no, he's in Pepper Rangers. Oh, yeah, I've told you it was Rangers, that's right. Yeah, he did say it was Rangers. Number nine. So, Hearts. It's not Alex Lowry. It's not Andy Halliday. Andy Halliday, that's what I'm thinking about. He set up Andy Halliday's second in that Edinburgh derby when he got his double. He has got... It's not many Scotland caps. I can't remember if it's much more than one, but he has been capped. I'm trying to think whether that quickly go through the, go through the, the hearts. hearts, the hearts team, he's had a long-term injury like injury. most of the hearts players uh, seem to have had. He's a winger, uh, very creative, small and nippy. And oh, Barry Mackay. Barry Mackay. We got there in the end. I almost had to <laughs> spell it out, but we did get there. <laughs> Uh, and we are back tomorrow wrap up enjoy the football if you can stay safe uh, we are looking forward to it. something really special about this round of the Scottish Cup where you know sometimes everything's possible so we look forward to bringing you the action from 2 o'clock tomorrow make sure you join us then and in the meantime you might as well stay right there because George is up next with the GBX